0: Listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And today's guest, drum roll Barbara. Share with who's oh in the my show God, today. I'm so excited today because yes.
2: we are going to hear from my niece, yes, Kenzie May. I can remember, I don't know, how I think you were three years old. <laughs> I actually had her as a client of mine in my agency. That's right. And I had her headshot. No, she I, pulled- was mo-
1: I was interning. I pulled the pictures. <laughs> I remember. I remember that. Oh, my
2: <laughs> God. So cute. I mean, red. Burnt orange, yes. red hair, curly, 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 <laughs> curly with these big blue eyes. Oh my gosh. You, you would just eat her up.
1: Yes. Well anyway. No, she was the flower girl in Candace's wedding. She right. was on the cover That's of right. People Magazine. That's right. Yes. That's gorgeous. Gorgeous. She was like a flower g- girl out of a movie. Oh man. Right? Yeah. That was the
0: I think I looked so creepy in that <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> What was like After a flash in my eye. Phone. I don't
1: even know. <laughs> We're so happy to have you in the yes. spot zone, Kenzie. Thank and you. she's and live she, in studio. Yes,
2: she's live in studio. She has an amazing voice. She has the singing voice of an old soul. Mm. I mean, it's deep, it's rich, <laughs> and you're going to have to go and listen to her music. And one thing that's was so special
1: just mm. recently was right. the
2: death of my my sister. Yes, and which Mackenzie, we shared about. Yes, mm. and Mackenzie is not also a only a singer, but also uh, a songwriter, and she wrote a song mm. specifically. For My Sister,
1: and uh, we can talk about that. It was beautiful. uh, We can talk about it right now. It was unbelievable. And you performed it at her celebration of life, and I was there. Unbelievable. Thank you Mm -hmm.
0: so much. And that song was, it was so easy to write about her. She, you know, her, her Instagram was... Fish on Wanderer, and I was like, that is just a perfect country song, and it ha- it just has to happen. And it took like ten minutes to just write out this. Okay, song. stop! Amazing. No, she. I, I
2: mean, you yeah, know, like know, anyone who Joanne, ever met her, she yes, just yeah.
0: left this legacy and just incredible, incredible mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it was,
1: it, it's
2: great. You got to listen to it.
1: I love, though, how you took her Instagram handle and you uh-huh. did that because it made me want to go then look it up, yeah. too. You know, <laughs> So it wasn't just enjoying the song, but I'm like, oh, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was so just honoring, and I could just even see everyone in the audience just was felt just so mm. leaned in and mm-hmm. got to get a little glimpse of Joanne as we're yeah. seeing out right. under the mountains, and the way you guys did that whole celebration was mm. so, so beautiful. When did you know that you loved music? And when did you know, I mean, you have pipes, girl. I mean, you could go on The Voice, it'd be a four-chair turn. I don't know why you haven't. And then Too you was drama for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, I don't do reality TV. Um, you could just go and get her stuff anyway. But then getting into writing, and I mean, mm-hmm. to be able to pound a song out in 10 minutes, I mean, I would have thought you took months to do that. Right. So it's, it's unbelievable. Some songs
0: do, absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think when I, I mean, Aunt Barbara
0: knows me, I didn't speak as a kid. I, <laughs> She's very quiet, very shy. I I was very shy. I had a lot of hearing problems. I was just- Yeah,
2: get this people, hearing (laughs) problems. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it was major.
0: It was pretty bad. It I had doctors telling me that I was going to grow up and probably be deaf and, you know, have well, a lot of problems. I did not even... Yes.
1: did know the story? <laughs> I thought I, I got to get you. all the way here in the splash
2: <laughs> zone to hear the juice. No. <laughs> when I first heard, I was shocked. Wow. Yeah. And she taught herself how to sing?
0: Yeah, yeah. So about uh, three, I think about three ear surgeries later and, and whatnot, I... I always loved singing, but being that I was so shy and I, like, would hate talking. My older sister, Tawny, Mm -hmm. I'd whisper to her and she would talk for me. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I just remember I was 11 years old, I think, and I was at my church. And there was just something during worship that was, like, this is something that I want you to do. Mm. And I'm like, why? I can't even talk to people, let alone <laughs> sing in front of people. And I sucked. I was so bad, too, at singing. Like, I was whispering. I was off key. Just everything was so bad. And I was like, you know what, whatever. I reached out, and they put me on that Sunday at the in the junior high. And uh, 17 years later, you know, wow. still, doing, still doing worship, uh, different churches yes, right now, I'm I'm really plugged in at my church and atmosphere and Thousand Oaks is just the best. So it's, yeah, it, it was quite a journey, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure was. But isn't that amazing, though, that at 11 years old, you felt that on your heart from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. We don't have to wait till we grow Mm-mm. up that's for right. God to be already growing in us mm-hmm. the goals and dreams and desires he has for you. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And he does not want you bearing that. Mm-hmm. And then out that's of right. that singing and obedience, you started writing. Mm-hmm. And I know you just recently did a movie that's coming out, right? A little, out, a little, right? A little <laughs> acting, right? But yeah. what, is your, what is your dream? Like if you could be doing anything and money wasn't, an issue is yeah. this it what is
0: it yeah i would definitely say uh, um 100 music is what yes. i want to do the acting actually was an accident <laughs> it was not something that i went and really looked a, for it was fun it, it was Story. yeah yeah it, i led worship at a church and there was a lady there that wrote this movie called chloe's mountain and she was praying for her chloe that day and for a 18 year old that does music and i was there as a guest worship leader and i was 18. And our seats were actually assigned next to each other. And so she was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. she ran over to me and gave me the script and went in and auditioned. So, yeah. I remember
2: you called me and you you spoke to me about it. And I had just sent one of my clients, Donna Bristol. Yeah. And she ended (laughs) up getting the... The role of the grandmother. Yeah. she played your grandma, yeah. which was was the craziest such a small thing. world. Yeah, can't I know. Get out of this business. I know.
1: she can try to close her talent agency. Yeah. She's still booking people in movies. She's figuring out ways. Um, it's just in your it, blood, it was girl. Great though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, whatever. It's so funny. We'll be in a market. She's like, that kid could book every commercial. Like, she just knows. Yeah. If you wonder if you should be in the business, just send Barbara don't, a photo. Don't, don't, don't. And let me tell you, she'll don't. say yes or no, and you got to get tough skin right away because welcome to Hollywood, people. He, uh, oh uh, um, tell me for you, I don't know your testimony, mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be churchy, but to me, like, I mean, obviously you have family, your parents love God. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you do. Mm -hmm. Your family went to church. It doesn't mean that you do, you know, I mean, that has to be a personal decision. And so for you, what was that faith journey life? Because I know you have, I want you just to share that with our Splash family.
0: I think um, for me growing up in church, you know, there was definitely that thought process of you know, I don't have that testimony of, like, coming to Jesus moment like a lot of people do. And I think that's amazing if you have that. I grew up in, in the church. I grew up in loving Jesus and knowing Jesus. And I think my testimony was really just how God used certain circumstances and certain things in my life to mm-hmm. show himself to me. And that in itself is, like, my testimony, whether it's, you know, through music, through the whole hearing thing, through bad relationships, you know, whatever it is like that. That's my my testimony. It doesn't need to specifically be like this instantaneous, like, you know, God showed himself and this happened and now I'm saved and everything's great. And for some people, that's amazing. Right. But it doesn't happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think as a Christian that's been in the church your whole life, you're like, You know, I don't have a big, you know, big special story or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's your story is special, whatever it is, whatever, you know, God has used in your life is your testimony and, and what has brought you close to him. Yes. That's beautiful. That's right. It's yeah.
1: so true. Yeah. And parents, is like, train up your child That's in the right. way they should go. Mm-hmm. And when they're older, mm-hmm. they won't depart from it. Yeah. Because there still had to come a time when it was your parents' faith, mm-hmm. and you believed in Jesus, and you went to Sunday school. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then it's, I was raised the same way, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then there was a time when I was like, do I believe this? Like, yeah. I know mom and dad yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> everyone around me, but do I actually right. believe this? Yeah. And you're right. It wasn't some big, you know, came off a crack, you know, right. out of a crack house. And, right. you know, I was partly murdered and I ended up coming to Jesus. No, I don't have that. And some people do have, they walk out of a car that's wrapped Mm. around a pole and they go, no, no, I saw the light (laughs) and I'm still here. And wherever Jesus is, I'm finding a church Mm. because I was also raised going to Sunday school and Wednesday night GMG. Mm -hmm. And and I actually had a lot of head knowledge for me as a young person Mm -hmm. that I, and I've said this to our listeners, I was missing heaven by 18 inches, Mm. the distance from my brain to my heart because God draws only at our heart. Yeah. He's not looking at my behaviorism yeah. because I knew all the right answers. I could win the Bible war to get the piece yes. of candy. Yeah. You know what I mean? At exactly. VBS. Yeah. I knew all of the thing. I knew the Noah's Ark story. I knew yeah. all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And yet the Bible says the demons, showing believe in God yes, and exactly. they shudder in hell. Yeah. It's not enough just to believe in something, right? Yeah. God wants my heart. Yeah. And that's just so powerful, you know? Yeah. And the fact that he gave you a voice, because if I could buy your voice, I'd write a check. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'd write a check. And so you know that that's a gift from Mm -hmm. God and the way you're using it and honoring it in that way is amazing. But you brought up something about relationships. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of young people and people that Mm -hmm. are in Mm -hmm. marriages or in a relationship right now that's toxic. And they're hiding it. And they don't want people to know about it. And they're shamed. And they're blaming themselves. Okay? So Mm -hmm. I want you to share your sweet story Mm -hmm. about how God took the beauty from ashes for you. Yeah. So when did this happen, and when were you dating this guy about?
0: Oh, gosh. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably about four or five years ago now. Mm-hmm. We dated for about three and a half years. Ooh, and That's a long time. Yeah. I didn't I know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he uh, lived a street over from me, so we saw each other all the time. He right. got really close with my family. I got close with his family. I was Auntie Maymay to all of his nephews and nieces. and mm-hmm. um. I was really close friends with his sister, and his mom and dad were, like, very, like, mentors, you know, with me, and Christian home, the dad was a pastor, and uh, he, it was that very, very confusing line of it being your best friend and also, like, your worst enemy, mm-hmm. and um, very, very scary and, and manipulative and controlling, and... It took years and years for it to finally break apart. But I think for people, you know, listening to this, if your ear at all, like, perked up with the thought of a toxic relationship or, like, not knowing what to do about it, then, like, you know, this is, <laughs> this is your sign to really dig deep into this and, and what to do about it, I guess.
1: When did this surface? I mean, three and a half years, you're smart, you're a sharp girl. What do you think happened how 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 far were you in this before you recognize that i'm being verbally mm-hmm. mentally mm-hmm. you know emotionally mm-hmm. abused yeah. and i'm i'm staying in this yeah and you know the abuse doesn't have to be physical. No, yeah. no that's right. It, it's emotional. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. You yeah. almost want just to get hit, and then it's over. You know yeah. what I mean? that, like, okay. Yeah, so I almost <laughs> feel like, like just give me the black eye already. Okay, now let's go on. Um, it's funny that you
0: mentioned that though, because my my next single that I want to release I wrote after we broke up, and it's called Blind. And in the bridge of the song, let me back up though a little bit. I ended up going to a like recovery kind of meeting for yes. for this. And there was a lady there that was both physically abused and mentally, emotionally, verbally abused. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying like, I feel like such a wimp. Like, you know, he never hit me. I feel like I'm just too sensitive or something. Right. Like And I remember saying like, you know, I don't I don't know if there's something wrong with me. If I'm doing mm-hmm. something wrong, like, mm-hmm. you know, I I just don't know. I feel like I'm just too sensitive. And this lady was like, you know what? I have had both, and I would take a punch to the face any day over the verbal and emotional, um, you know, abuse. And it was like a validation that I needed to Mm. be like, you're not crazy. Like, abuse is real even if it's not a black eye or something. And this song that I wrote, it says in the bridge, it says, I wish you would have hit me because then I could see – that the words you chose to fight with was really what was most violent. And it, like, as kind of like a wake-up call in a way, that it doesn't need to be that punch in the face or or whatever. But Mm. the mental stuff and the verbal and emotional is is so, so hard to bounce back from, which is why, like, I've been single for a couple years now and trying to build boundaries for relationships and mm. things that I know is like not okay anymore.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. reminding yourself of your worth. Right. Yeah. And what man do I wanna spend the rest of my life with? I mean, you're not dating at your age to go yeah. to the prom. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If a man comes into your life,
2: yeah.
1: if you don't find a man that's gonna come alongside of you to run this race, mm-hmm. Get out, stay yeah. single. Yeah. Basically, the Bible says, stay single. I'd never yeah. heard that verse. Yeah. I'd never heard that verse. And But for you here, you had the perfect you know picture. P- Dad's a pastor, mm-hmm. and who's going to believe me? And how yeah. am I even going to share this? And how do I bring it up? And yeah. people are going to just suck it up, buttercup. You're just yeah. too sensitive. Quit yeah. crying. Yeah. Like, these all people these little who do things. this are
2: so good at manipulating. They so, make you so feel right. like it's all your yeah. problem they're right. so good at it. Right. I mean even now it's
0: been years and I'm still I still have a hard time sitting and describing certain things sure. because when I start to talk about this like I still get like lightheaded or I just lose my train of thought completely and I I was reading in this um, I had to look up like a few different quotes and things online to like kind of prove to myself that I'm not crazy or like this is a real thing. Right. And it was saying that it's almost like it's like being emotionally abusive uh, relationship feels like being sucker punched and then looking around for the one that you love to help you get up. But discovering it was them that made you hit the ground in the first place. It's like going to a funhouse of, you know, mirrors and all these, you know, crazy things and looking around and realizing that your loved one was the ringleader.
1: Don't That's know, hard. I, like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so hard, but there was a moment because he would, I mean, I remember you sharing in your, in your pre-interview like yeah. that he would like threaten, you know, I'm going to kill myself if you leave yeah. me. I'm just yeah. put guilt, guilt and shame yeah. Yeah. and yeah. all of this on you. Yeah through manipulation, like Barbara was saying. And then you would look at what the Bible would say that a husband's role is. I mean, that's why you were together for three years, right? Is you're thinking, is this the guy, God? Is this the man that God wants you to be with? And I'm sure a lot of listeners are with someone right now and they need to cut bait the moment this show's over. You know what I mean? Because if he's the guy, believe me, that will not be going on.
0: Yes. Yeah, I heard a podcast I was listening to and this lady was like, You know, I spent five years and it felt like 95 years in the wrong relationship Mm. and in something that was abusive and terrible. And I've been with my husband now who I'm so happy with and I love so much and so good to me for eight years and it feels like five seconds and you know for me I'm like gosh that exists you know like (laughs) that's a thing yeah (laughs) and um, I've
1: been blessed with that with my husband actually I've been married 31 years and it feels like a second Mm -hmm. I got married at 21 but he loves me like you like you said about Mm -hmm. the verse he loves me like Christ loved the church Mm -hmm. he would give his life for me yeah he's not gonna manipulate me yeah. or put his words to harm me, you know? But yeah. didn't didn't his
2: parents, I mean, well, how yeah. was the family, his family dealing?
1: Because they're mentoring I mean, you. Yeah. Where did you go, girl? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Were, they I know. Were
0: they
2: supportive of
1: well, you or him? I was, or did that, they realize yeah.
0: it? That was the thing. I was scared to talk to my parents sure. about it because- okay. This person I wanted to marry, we, you know, talked about eloping all the time. We were looking at rings. We were, like, kind of Mm. secretly engaged in a way. Right. And I wouldn't tell my parents, like, there was this one night we got in a really bad fight. And I was so scared because I was not answering his messages. And because he lived straight away, Mm. he could walk over. And I remember hanging blankets over my windows because I was scared he was going to try to, like, talk to me or spy on me or something and right. my mom walked in and was like what is going on mm. and, and I'm just like oh I just um I just want to sleep in tomorrow and don't want the sunlight to come in or what you know like I would hide mm. stuff and you know looking back on that now I feel I felt like I had to protect him because I wanted to be with him and I just felt like we could work through it and that it was something that maybe we just need therapy or whatever it is but like when certain things like, him, you know, telling me that he was going to kill himself and that it was my fault and you're the reason that I want to die. And I'm, I'm going to go to my parents' room and take my dad's gun out of his drawer and shoot uh, myself. Uh, and, I'm so and, sorry. You no, know, just like that that kind of stuff. And, and um, it was probably like, I don't even know, like 1 o'clock in the morning or something. And I couldn't go over there. They have no. dogs and stuff. I have dogs. They bark and go mm-hmm. crazy. I didn't want everybody knowing. And his sister still lived at the house at the time. And I texted her because she and I used to be really good friends. And I texted her and I was like, hey, can you please go check on your brother? Because he wasn't answering my phone calls after that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Mm. I'm so scared. I I don't want to go over there either because I don't want to, I don't know what I'm going to walk in on. Like, I don't know if she heard something or not. So I asked her to go check on him and she was not only upset that I woke her up. She was also upset that we were fighting and was like, You guys really need to figure this out. Like, this is so stupid. And again, it was back on like, This is your fault. And, you know, if he wants to kill himself, you need to figure this out. And I always just wanted to be his, like, number one supporter. I am, I am like a. a You're loyal. Yes, I'm very loyal and like a caregiver. And I mm-hmm. want to, I'm a people pleaser to a fault, though. Um, And I do that also in relationships, Mm. and building those boundaries over the past couple years has been difficult, but also, like, so good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I think when I would talk to his parents, um, there was this one time I, I was with his mom, and I was like, I couldn't get out of my head that we got in a fight. I think this fight, I think, was because I had mentioned that I wanted to go on medication for panic attacks. And he told me no and told me that that's not something I should do and didn't want me to go to therapy because he thought that the therapist was going to change my mind about him and leave him. And he got out of the car and started to walk home. It was in the middle of the night. And this was just about me wanting to take medication for panic attacks. And he got so, so mad and just said, F you, F off, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, ugh, like just telling someone that you it is so confusing and such a yo-yo relationship to be like, I care for you so much. I don't want you to take medication because I'm scared it'll change you or something. And then at the same time, F you F off and stuff. I'm like, which one is it? Do you care about me or do you think I think you need medication (laughs) from him. Yes. I think you were just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I I talked to the mom about that. I'm like, he, he just said F you to me. Like, that's so hurtful. And you know, she just kind of, well, you know, you both have said some really not nice things to each other. And, you know, it's something you need to figure out. And, blah, blah. and I'm like, man, I just help. <laughs> yeah. And um,
1: I You think- were trying to send a smoke signal. Right, yes. And they were not.
0: Um- Everywhere I went, I would. I When I was with him in public and he would say something, I would look around at the waiters and waitresses and, like, make a face like, like that I was either scared or I was Mm. depressed or Mm. something because I just wanted somebody Mm. to come up and say something because I couldn't. I couldn't leave him. Like sometimes I'd physically try to leave and get in my car and, you know, he'd come over, rip the door open, grab my keys, you know, rip me out of the car. Or if I was able to get in and lock the door, he'd be punching the window or stand behind my car so I'd have to roll him over to leave. I couldn't do that. (laughs) even right. if I
1: wanted
2: to but um <laughs> so how did it end
1: um, yeah how did yeah what was you to make that
2: separation gosh there was there was a
0: moment where we were going back and forth again like we did for years of wanting to break up get back together break up get back together and there was this one day I was sitting at Starbucks and I was like you know I saw an old picture of us and with family and I was like, gosh, like, I miss him. I love him. He's my best friend. I want to make this work. And um, I was like, "Um," I texted him and I said, I love you. I really want to make this work. Can we please meet up? And I got up from Starbucks, packed up my stuff. I was driving home to go change. And on my way home, I got in a really bad car accident. (sighs) And I honestly, like, I'm not saying God caused the car accident, but I'm saying that he definitely used it mm-hmm. to put a pause on it. And it was weird because I kept having these almost like visions of me getting in a car accident and then being in the hospital and him walking in and crying and saying, I never want to lose you. Like, mm. I, you know, I don't ever right. want that to happen, right? I get that. And then when it actually happened and he came to the door and was just sarcastic and he's like, well, what did you do? Oh and, wow! and I had to ask him to come over and like give me a hug I was still strapped in I had the thing around my neck and everything wait, so wait, I couldn't wait. get up and I I had to ask him to come and like can you hug me give me a kiss on the forehead something and that was my moment where I was like hmm, this ain't it <laughs> okay man and you know I think what you know the the enemy means for evil, God uses it for good. Mm-hmm. And there's a song, my testimony, it says, if I'm not dead, you're not done. And mm. so I'm like, you know what, that was it. That That's when it all stopped, like for good. And then all sorts of drama happened after that with sure. other people. But as far as getting out of that relationship, mm-hmm. it, it needed to be like a hard no. And yeah. you never I, looked
1: back on that? No. Wow.
0: Good for you. Wow. Yeah, for but, but again, that
2: was like almost four years.
1: Yeah, but you know going going what? But it's well, hard because you sure. carry
2: those emotions, too, of that yes. person that you were in love with. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time, but you just keep moving forward with and keeping your eyes on the Lord because the enemy wants to use those visuals, those motions, everything, to cause you to stumble again.
0: I remember being in the car with, it was Me you and, and Joanne. Joanne. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah um, I remember I kind of was talking to you guys a little bit about... I know like some of my mental struggles and stuff. And yeah. I was dating him at the time, but I wasn't I wasn't
2: totally open about what no, was you going weren't. on. Mm-mm. You would have done something. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, we knew. <laughs> everybody would we knew. Oh we yeah. Knew, we kinda yeah. knew that there was something because Joanna I were like but we didn't want to pressure too much. We yeah. didn't want to But that's you know. going back to the sending smoke signals like you were saying. Mm-hmm. That I was
0: like, I need somebody to do it for me because right. I can't. Mm-hmm. Or right. I physically couldn't get away from him because he would find me wherever I was. I hope that
1: encourages someone listening right now. If you're seeing smoke, (laughs) hit it now before it's fire, okay? Because it's like it's so important, even if it's embarrassing. You go to that person you love and say, hey, I've noticed this. Maybe I'm just catching you on a bad day. But I love you too much to be silent yeah. because I think there's two people right now listening. There's the person who's seen that mm-hmm. because I've seen this in girlfriends. If mm-hmm. I go back in my life yeah. and I, I went straight to their house, yeah. I'm like, what's up with homie macaroni? Yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. And you cannot be my friend then for the rest of my life. But if you're yeah. in danger or trouble yeah. or if this is a repeat thing that I just witnessed, yeah. I'm getting you out of here. That mm-hmm. We're done, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's someone who's been in it for three years. Yeah. And they're like, but no, I just want to believe in my man and I want to stand by my man. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That's every day you're not with the guy God wants you to be with. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And healing and becoming a better version of yourself that he wants you to be. Mm -hmm. The Proverbs 31 woman, he's creating and building and developing in you. Mm -hmm. And these things that are happening that happened Mm -hmm. are going to give you deep roots Mm -hmm. by running water, right? and pruning, sweetie, requires cutting. Yes. And cutting freaking hurts. Yes. <laughs> but those rose bushes grow back so much better when yeah. we prune, right? Oh, yeah. And that's what God is doing. He's refining you. Yeah. He's letting you fix your eyes on him mm-hmm. because you're going to trust him with your happily ever after. Yeah. I think where it gets weird, and this is what I see a lot in my book lines when I'm speaking, and girls will come up and just go, can you pray for me? You know, my, my boyfriend beats the crap out of me, or mm-hmm. he's so verbally abusive, or he will take things from me, or or he slanders me in front of my friends, or he just says wicked things. You're not alone. We need to trust God with our happily ever after, yeah. not trust the guy you're with. Yeah. But what makes it so hard is a lot of times these girls go, and his dad's a pastor, yeah. so I must be <laughs> Satan. You <laughs> know, know what I mean? Oh my and gosh. it's like, no, no, no. That's what- no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one person you mm-hmm. need to put your head down. Even to this day after 31 years of marriage, mm-hmm. I put my head down and go, God, were you pleased with the wife I was today? Because mm-hmm. I know when I've been snarky, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's my only audience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't can't prove it to his parents and I can't prove it to my parents and, and it's your life. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming before the Lord, Kenzie, and you're like, look, God, please remove this from me. Mm-hmm. And he allows this car accident mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was a snap moment for you yeah. where you're like, this is how you're going to tre- treat me when I get right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it needed to happen. It in a way, to- that was wow. the punch in the face that I needed. right, mm-hmm. And I think also... Something that is just so huge for me that I've noticed with myself and with other people is you're not crazy. You're not right. overly sensitive. Like right. you have the Holy Spirit in you, then it is going to prompt you when something is not right. And when yeah. something's not godly and or not God honoring. And also that the Lord wants to defend you mm-hmm. and to let him. And I I remember the first time I had like a just I mean, other than the car accident thing, this straight-up vision that God gave me. I was at a Bible study. It was actually at Calvary, Westlake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was in the young adults group, and it was right after I had broken up with this person, and the song Defender, uh, mm. they were playing the song Defender. It was my first time hearing it. It was it was pretty new to our church, at least. And it was crazy because it says in the song You Go before I Know That You've Even Gone To Win My War. And I had this vision where I saw myself standing outside in the driveway at his house. And there was this time, this thing that he did that, you know, I would try I would try to run away. And he'd come stomping, you know, after me. He's a big guy, too. So, you know, it was scary. Like, I couldn't physically do anything to get away. Right. And I turn around and he's pointing his finger in my face. He's literally, like, foaming at the mouth. His eyes are red and just screaming in my face Mm. because I, this this is, you know, a little bit, more in depth probably, but because I didn't want to have sex with him. Right. And to him, that meant that I didn't love him and that uh, he was unattractive to me, um, that he couldn't trust me and would kick me out of his house. And I was trying to leave and he came up to me and was pointing in my face and screaming at me. And then I had this moment where I saw it from above and I was looking at myself and him pointing his finger and yelling at me. But this time, Jesus came and came in between us and stood in front of me and just Mm. stared at him, and he shut up and sat down. And Jesus didn't even say a word. He just looked at him. Mm. And... That all happened while the song Defender was playing, and I lost my mind. <laughs> I was sure. all on the ground I just bet. bawling my eyes out. Mm. And I'm like, gosh, like, God is so good, like, mm. to help me to get out of that, you know? Because, yeah, there were so many times where I'd look back and be like, man, he was my best friend. I really miss this about him and that about him. Or it's embarrassing to get away from it because um, I was anti-Maymay, and, um, you know, we were going to be married, you know, and all this stuff. And... He actually asked my dad to marry me twice, and both times my dad said no. So, thankfully, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: go fight! <bank>. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way! That's bro. right. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Uh, Even
1: daddy knew. That's right. Yeah, they hated him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everybody. Amen. Amen. And I just have to say I feel so bad that day in the car with Joanne and I when she said <laughs> that she's a people pleaser yes. the bouncemas are ple- people mm, pleasers yes, you know we yes. and I think for Joanne and I you know we wanted to spend time with her and we, we were trying to get her to open up <laughs> and uh oh it just makes me mad that that That's I wasn't okay. I wasn't there oh but gosh, I wasn't supposed no. to be the one to do that uh god was and again but anyway I mean it it you know I didn't tell anybody i know, I know. I know. you I know. wanted to keep that secret
0: i mean yeah if you want to hide something because i people felt can so hide stupid things. right is yeah. what it is right. like you feel dumb for right and you're staying not staying in something like that and you know it just yeah i mean my my sister would sometimes make the call mm-hmm. and you know i'd tell her that we were fighting and she would call my dad and tell him and mm-hmm. there was a time where like they don't get your daddy oh man. my gosh it was it was it was scary <laughs> yeah. like Oh, boy. Yeah, oh. It, it was bad. But there was times where I'm driving out and my sister was like, turn turn right on this street. And the guy was following me. And oh, so wow. then I would, like, have to pull over and I turned off my lights and stuff and he drove by and I was like, gosh, like... Just stuff like that. I'm like, that should never have been a
1: thing. <laughs> and praise God yeah. for rescuing you mm-hmm. and saving you from marrying that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Could that. you imagine? I know. Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, that's supposed to be the honeymoon phase. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So can you imagine being three years into a marriage yeah. and you're hiding? It's like sleeping with a freaking enemy movie. You that, know what I mean? Well,
0: that was the hardest thing was... You know, he would go away on a trip and he would be working or whatever and he would leave me this little book that was like my uh, anxiety book or something and I'd open it and he would write, for days when you're having anxiety, you know, hey, love, love you so much, you got this, blah, blah, blah. And then the next one was like, if you're fighting with your parents, you know, on some encouraging note. And he'd leave little things like that where I'm Mm. like, wow, what a great guy. Mm. And then as soon as I tell him I'm getting therapy or whatever or that I need to start medication... um, or whatever it might be, the way that he would blow up, you know, right. or like at the store someone would ask, what was your hat size? Can you imagine
1: having a kid with that guy? See, that that's the... Going off on your mm, kids and, all, I mean, hello, this isn't going to... You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have what it takes to fix that. Yeah, you never right. will. Yeah. That has to be something supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. But God was giving you these warning signs because yeah. he was rescuing you and he was going to bring you out of that situation mm, yeah. because now... You have vision, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like you're standing on and can look down at your life and go, ooh. And yet, that's awesome. Of Mm -hmm. course, you wouldn't be with a guy for three years. It was like this Mm -hmm. 24-7. But you're seeing qualities that you Mm -hmm. like in a man. And those can be qualities that your future husband Mm -hmm. has for you. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. I love that he wrote notes. And I love that he did this. But he writes a note and you get a car accident. He can't even show up at the hospital and kiss you on the forehead. I have to really ask you to do that? You'd kiss your grandma on the forehead. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, but... Tell me if there's one piece of advice that you would give someone listening right now who's in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. that needs to do a, a about face. Yeah. What would that be? Because I don't want them to have to get in a car accident. Kinsey. No. You medium, know what I mean? That, yeah, um, not, I mean, let let's, let's avoid that. You know, especially people who are listening that profess to be followers of Jesus. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, too, that you kept your purity. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, could you imagine how that would have messed with you, too? Mm-hmm. It's It all just builds on each other, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's amazing. But... Is there something, and it might, I don't know what it would be, that you could tell our listeners right now a piece of advice that are in a toxic relationship right now?
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, the only thing I can really think of is, like, it does get better. Like, you can get, you know, to a healthy place out of this. That even if it's scary or like you're saying, if it's embarrassing to Mm -hmm. not only just talk to the person, but if it's embarrassing because of how long you've been together or because, you know, you're planning on marrying this person or whatever it is, like the grand scheme of things, that embarrassment or that, you know, fear is nothing in the lifetime that you could spend
2: with that person. That's right.
1: You can't fix them. Yeah. No, you can't. You cannot fix them. No. No. Yeah. She's over 50 years married. She can tell yeah. you. Yeah. She's got some wisdom. She's got some wisdom. And I, you
2: know, I've gone through some of that emotional mm-hmm. and mental abuse yeah. in my own marriage. Yeah, And, yeah. That's and you wrote about it in your book. And I wrote about it in, book. About yes. it in my book. Yeah. And uh, so I, I totally get it. But I think, you know, for our listeners today, I would love for them to just, you know, listen to everything that Kenzie has shared. And if you're in that toxic mm. relationship, you're not going to fix it. It's right. not going to get better. Allow mm. the Holy Spirit to work through you and mm-hmm. in you. To mm-hmm. get out of that situation and find that person that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Open up to
1: somebody. That's right. That Even can, one person. That's one what person I was thinking. Just, say, just yeah. one person that you yes. can say, help. Yeah. Like I,
2: <laughs> or if you, like me, if you see something in somebody, yes. to be able to say, I see you, mm-hmm. trust me.
1: I want to help you. That's right. Be that person too. Be that person too. Yeah, Yeah, I want to be more aware of that today for sure. Absolutely. Tell me what's on the horizon (laughs) for the future now. Coming out of this heavy thing, it's like, what's what's going? What's next? <laughs> what do you want people to know with your music and what's well, happening? Her songs on Spotify, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, oh yes. Have, yes,
0: yeah. I have three singles out right now. It's all under Kenzie May, which is K E N Z I E M A
1: E. Is there an underscore? Is that your Instagram? Mm,
0: that's my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, her
1: Instagram is Kenzie yeah. underscore May. Yes, and then your music on Spotify is just Kenzie May. Yes. Go yeah. download mm-hmm. it now. Mm-hmm. Make some <laughs> yeah flashes. It's I wish so we could good. play it right now. <laughs> I know. I wish we could, too. She opened
0: her eyes, saw pearly gate. Jesus took her by the hand and said, no more. <laughs> what
1: are you looking forward to
0: now? Um, Making more music? What is it? Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm still just focusing on writing. I really want to be a recording artist. And I'm anything. so proud of
2: you, too, that she's now living, you know, you have your own place. Yeah, yeah. Which have, is
0: great. I have roommates who are, like, my best friends and have That's been awesome. just the most solid Christian women ever. And it has been so good for me just, like, mentally to to help strengthen, you know, my sure. myself. And... They are really, really awesome. So I guess just they're all, like, very, very hardcore, like, career-driven women and just boss women kind of people. And so um, being in a house like that right now, I'm like, okay, I got to keep doing something. I can't just be the roommate that just sits around and doesn't do anything with her life. So, you know, they they are inspiring in that way. That's awesome. um, Yeah, so I guess just recording. And I, I think what's held me back from recording was... Just financially, it's so expensive to produce music. Mm -hmm. The three singles I have were all gifted to me. And uh, this last one was from Annie and Greg from my church at Atmosphere. They just blessed me with the song for...
1: Aunt Joanne. Do you have a website or anything where people can also pitch in to help fund? Do you have a GoFundMe? Do you have anything
0: um, like that that can help a, with your EPs. I have a Venmo, so it's Kenzie May Music on my Venmo. If you and, want to help produce a song, yeah, people, that, you <laughs> know, and say, this, this back one. then, I helped her. Yeah, yes. this one I specifically want to get out. That's about the verbal and emotional abuse. I think that's that would, awesome. that would be my next, my next one. But with that being said, like, I am so open to any kind of questions or anybody out there that's listening that – is struggling with this, you know, to send me a message on Instagram. I would love to talk about it.
1: We would love it. Well, thank you yeah. Kenzie so thank much so for much. joining us yes. in this box zone <laughs> and just for being vulnerable and yes. honest and no, just leaning it's gonna in. in of, it's going to touch a lot. It's going to touch so many people and we look forward to your upcoming songs thank and you. Thanks, thank you for Kenzie. having thank you all for listening and please you. subscribe, like, share the Splash <laughs> podcast with your friends and family until we see you again. Splash a little music everywhere. That's right. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at chalenebryan.com.